You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Tim and David from TechFan, it's Elisa, Suze, and Vicky from Three Geeky Ladies. It's Halloween week, and the Three Geeky Ladies are taking over TechFan this week. I'm Elisa Pacelli, and with me are Suze Gilbert. Hi, everyone. And Vicki Stokes. Hello. And as I said, we're the Three Geeky Ladies, and in case you're unfamiliar with us, you can find us on 3geekyladies.com, that's number three spelled out, and as I said, we are taking over TechFan this week for Tim and David, and they'll be taking over another podcast in the, in the Stoplight Network, I'm just not sure which one right now, but they will be back next week, so for this week, we are going to talk about first aid for your Mac and for your iDevices. Suze, how about you get this Halloween party started? Oh, yeah. <laughs> give it to the blonde. <laughs> yeah, give it to the blonde. <laughs> well, um, for those of you that have iDevices, and when you go to sync your iPad, your iPod Touch, or your iPhone, when you go into iTunes, if you have seen the bar uh, that's along the bottom of your screen, you'll see you know, blue for audio, which is your music files, and you have video, um, your photos will be orange, and your apps, I have a big green bar for my apps. But I noticed that my other, which is this yellow bar, kept getting larger and larger on my iPhone. Now, I have a 32 gig iPhone 4S, and usually I've always noticed the other to be about two gigs. Well, it was up to six. So I did some research, and because I had cleaned up my emails, I had cleaned up my text messages, I had tried to, you know, clean out all my caches, I reset everything, and it really didn't make a difference. I was still running about 6.2 gig of other. So someone on one of the forums had mentioned about data corruption. It could be possibly uh, a corrupted file. So they recommended that it's best to do a restore. So I basically backed up my iPhone into iTunes, and you can do this whether you do an iCloud backup or backup to the computer, but make sure you back up your phone or your i device before you do this. And then just restore it. Now, the iOS 6, you'll have to probably, it will re-download iOS 6 from iTunes on your device. And then you can restore from backup. And when I did that, my other went down to 1.8, which I felt was reasonable. I was very happy with that. So I got a lot more space back on my iPhone. My iPad, it seems to be about two gigs, so I'm not too worried about that. But if you find yourself running about five or six gig of other, then you may want to do the backup of your iDevice and then do a restore. Now, what was I, I was happy about the restore is restores that I've done in the past, and this is not a restore or a reset to factory settings. This is just a restore from your last backup, was that it put back on all my music, it put back all my text messages, and it put back all my uh, email. And not so much my Gmail account I was worried about, but I still have two Cox accounts. So I was really happy. Everything went back. It took a while. I have to tell you, give yourself some time. Just don't do it within 15 minutes. You won't have enough time. But everything went back, all my apps and everything. And so that's my first aid. So if you find your, your yellow bar going out, pay attention to it. It may just be a data corruption file and you need to um, restore your iDevice. So that's my tip of the day. Yeah, it's definitely time <laughs> consuming because I have done that too. Wow. I'm, I'm sort of nervous because all my devices have tons of yellow other. Well, you know, I'm, not, I'm not seeing any problem with it. Um, my, I think that it may be that it just has not categorized some files. I have a lot of movies that were on my my computer, and they're not categorized properly. And some of them can't be played on the iPad and on the iPhone because it doesn't have the correct, um, you know, players to play that uh, format of video. And I'm thinking that's what the problem is. Now, did you delete those movies, Vicki, off of your iPad when you couldn't play them? 
Um, I don't have, I'm not really seeing them on there at all. So I don't know. It's, it's sort of confusing. I, I can't get rid of whatever you were talking about, those other files. Because I'm wondering, because if you go into, if you go into your devices, you know, into iTunes, it, you know, usually they're good about putting everything into movies and, or you could look in your videos because on your iPad, you actually have like uh, an icon that says videos. Mm-hmm. I know that sometimes when I download videos from iTunes U or something, they'll go in there. And so that's where I, I look at them. So you may want to check that out. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really seeing anything at all. <laughs> I wish the other was more descriptive because if you click on the word audio, video, photos, etc., like mine says audio 6.4 days, video 19 hours. But if you click on it a second time, it comes up with, I'm saying that backward. If you click on it again, like mine comes up audio 2,400 songs, video 41 items, photos 8,020 apps, uh, 206. It's ridiculous. But then other, it just says 2.5 gigs. So you have no idea. Yeah. What, what, what constitutes other? Yeah. And I got like 22 gigs of uh, other on my iPad. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know what the heck that is. What do you use a lot? I'm going through Dropbox a lot or Goodreader. Do you use anything like that? Do you, you do sync Mm -hmm. lots of documents? No, I don't. I don't at all. Because the other thing you can do to see what your iPad or your iDevice is using, if you go into settings um, and then go into general and usage, and then you can show all apps, it'll tell you what apps are your your memory hogs that are, you know, eating yeah, up. Yeah, I know. And I see the apps there. And, and I just don't get, I'm going through now because I'm thinking it right now. And I'm making sure that none of the movies are on there. Because um, I'm. Because you can also go to your storage. I'm going into my settings right now to look on my iPhone as far as storage. So if you mm-hmm. go into general and, you know, you can go into storage and, um, and check out your, your storage as well just to see. Yeah. How much? Because my total storage is 5 gig. My available is 4.8. So. One second. Let me try to do that. Mine's taking a long time to think about it. You know, I'm real. I was, and I didn't have that much be- storage How before you I got into storage. Uh, I'm missing that. I, don't, I didn't. See. Yeah, go go in, go into settings, uh-huh. and then go into um, general. Mm-hmm. I mean, or no, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, general. Mm-hmm. General. Yes, general. Yeah. Then no, usage. You, yeah, usage. Jeez. Usage. Uh, I, just, I don't like, oh, there it is, top. Yeah. Okay. And then, so you'll see storage, and then, you know, it'll tell you. Yeah, they're saying, I have 35 gigabytes available. Yeah. 22 gigabytes used. Because, see, on my storage, the, my photos and camera are taking up the most. They're taking up 4.5 gig. And then the Audubon app is a, is a 1.3 gig app. That's the second one. And iMovie, if people have iMovie on their iDevices, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a big one, too. That's 788. Uh, megabytes on that. So, so would, that, that wouldn't be uh, considered other. It'd be the no, app itself. No. The, you know, when I was poking around researching it, uh, Vicki, a lot of uh, people came back and said that they felt it was data corruption. And I have to say, I would be more inclined to believe that. I think, you know, because I cleaned out, like I said, all my caches. It didn't make that much of a difference. I reset all my caches in Safari and everything. And so when I, I, you know, I download so many apps to review. And many times if I don't think I'm going to use them, I will just delete them off my screen, you know, just take, take, delete them off the phone. But I'm wondering if maybe I didn't have some type of corrupted app because the minute that... Um, I reset the phone. I, excuse me, restored the phone. Uh, I, I couldn't believe how much I got back. So it's worth a try. I mean, the only that's more thing than that, half my my yeah, almost half my store. I got sixty gigabyte hard drive. I mean, uh, on this, uh, I mean, a storage on this iPad, and twenty two gigabytes other. Because you know, I noticed. I know that. Um, Something else I read that said that the other basically is some like your caches, your settings, documents, it's your application data. So that's why I wondered if maybe I didn't have a corrupted, 
you know, app or a corrupted file. So I'm, I'm keeping more of an eye on it now. Now, I'm, I'm looking at mine, and I just saw something interesting. I have on Amazon, I've been watching a lot of Amazon Instant Video through the, the Amazon app. And it doesn't download anything, it streams. Mm-hmm. But it's showing that I have 785 megabytes of data. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. It is a lot. That's as big as iMovie. It says documents and data, 768. Wow. And I don't want to delete the app and then re-download it. There's got to be a way of getting rid of it. Hmm. Restore. (laughs) That's what you do. (laughs) I mean, my music is 14 gigs, but that's okay. And even downcast, like we were talking about before, I've got 1.3 gigs, but that's going to go up and down because I have a lot of video podcasts I haven't watched yet. So once I delete those, then that number will go down. But that's interesting. I've got 785 megabytes in Amazon Instant Video. Yeah, for something that's streaming, that's really interesting. For streaming, yeah. And it's not showing Netflix. No, because I stream all the time with Netflix. And I don't even see that coming up on my iPad. Yeah, I mean, I just opened it to show everything and nothing. Hmm. I don't even see it yet. And I'm down to 45 megabytes i'm just going netflix 34 megabytes you know this is making me nervous because now it it won't sink (laughs) what do you mean it won't sink it keeps failing when i try to sink my uh ipad when i try to sink my iphone are you you doing it are you doing it wi-fi yeah i just tried wi-fi and i'm gonna hook it up i would um, just plug it in usb I always plug it whenever I, that's another thing I just want to mention to listeners is that because, you know, a backup and a restore may take a while, it's, I think it's better almost if you just go ahead and and hook it up uh, USB to your, to your iTunes to do that. Because, you know, if that way, if you, if you're, you know, going away, you know, it took, it took about a half an hour, maybe a little longer um, for it to restore my, my phone. So it's just something that. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to do a simple sync and it's failing, so I'm gonna do it through USB. If you're at forty percent battery and you go to back up your phone and then it has to re-download iOS six because you're doing a restore and then it has to restore all your apps and everything, you know, you're gonna end up having a dead phone if you don't do it, you know, by USB. Uh, no, it's it's almost a hundred percent. So that uh it's weird. But I'm I'm using USB on my iPad and see if that's gonna work, but I also recommend backing up to the cloud and then changing your settings and back up to the computer. That's a good idea, too. Because that way you're going to have, just in case something happens with the cloud, it doesn't get everything, you still have a full backup on your computer. And yeah. I, try to, I try to back up to the computer about once a month, um, just, just, as a, just to be sure. That way, if I lose something, if I do have to restore and the cloud failed for some reason, and I do have to back up from my computer, I'm not going to lose that much. And the yeah. other thing I wanted to tell listeners is that I don't personally back up my photos to iPhoto. I never have. I've had corrupted files. When, early when I had my 3GS, I had some corrupted files via iPhoto. And it really um, left a bad taste in my mouth as an iPhoneographer. So now I back up my phone via iTunes, but I use Image Capture. And I, what I like about Image Capture I was getting, when I used to sync with iPhoto, I would get my, it would actually resync my photos sometimes in triplicate. So I had to end up cleaning up my whole iPhoto library. It was just ridiculous. But image capture, if you, I have it going directly to my external hard drive because I back up all my iPhone and my iPad photos onto two external hard drives. But, you know, I put the, I have the folder right into my external hard drive and image capture just keeps, it will only sync the ones you know, you're the one, it, it will basically leave a little green dot on the ones that are already in that folder. So that way you just have to highlight, select the ones that you want to copy over into that drive. It's much easier and I really, it's fast, does a great job and I, I know exactly where it is. So personally, that's how I like to back up my photos. And then I just take that folder and I throw it onto the other external hard drive. So I've, I've got it backed up twice. This doesn't look good for me at all. Uh-oh. It's failing the backup. I'm going to have to do a restore, figure out what's going on. Um, 
When's, when's the last time you restored it, Vicky? Um, this my iPod is pr- practically new. At, um, I um, when's the last time you I generally that? sync it monthly, and I've never had a problem. And I back it up on a regular basis, but I've never had to restore it. So I haven't had it that long. No. Well, anyway, it better do well because you know I just ordered the iPad Mini. <laughs> oh, well, we're going to save that for our next section. Okay. <laughs> so, continuing with disc, disc first aid for the Mac, I have a tale of woe. Wah 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 wah. wah. <laughs> well, I was noticing in let's see, this is October, so September. I was noticing that certain apps were just the spinning beach ball of death, or it would not, the app wouldn't close. Like I had a, I have a calendar app in my menu bar. And if I clicked on it, forget it. It just would not close. And there was no, there was no way to force quit it. And the only way I could get out of the app was to totally restart my computer. It was driving me crazy. So I uninstalled the app. But things would still, certain apps would still either lock up or um, would just, just give me grief. So I said, okay, put out a call to the MyMac mailing list. And people had different suggestions. And one of them was to run Tech Tool. I'm like, oh, yeah, that came with my Apple Care. Ran Tech Tool. And I ended up having, it came up bad sectors. I mean, it came up really bad. Like, oh God, what does this mean? And the consensus was get a new hard drive. And I'm thinking, why would I need a new hard drive? How could it be bad? Because last October, I decided that I wanted a bigger hard drive on my MacBook. So I bought a Western Digital 500 gig hard drive, took out the old one, put this one in. It's not even a year old. Went on the Western Digital website, registered it real quick, it was still under warranty, so they sent me a new one. Popped the new one. Or actually, first I did the cl- I, first I did the clone, did a super duper backup on the external drive. Put this new drive in. The recommendation again of the MyMacers was to install Leopard, then install Snow Leopard on top of that. Do all the updates, and then use Migration Assistant to bring over my data. It took hours. But it was more of a wait around kind of thing. It wasn't that much time sitting in front of the computer doing all the work. It was just basically wait a couple hours for the step one to take place, walk away, then come back. Okay, it's done. Now let's do step two. So left that alone, worked with it for about a week, making sure everything was good, which right now the computer is it's like night and day to what it was before. So then I took the old hard drive. Western Digital naturally wants the old drive back. And it said... When you mail it back, we'll wipe out the data. And I'm thinking, no, you won't. I will. I'm not sending you a hard drive full of my data. So popped it into an enclosure, opened this utility, and I did the ultra-secure 35-pass wipe. Took seven days. Seven days? Seven days. I believe I started it last Thursday night and sometime overnight today. It finally finished. I'm like, hallelujah. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. I just, yep. I usually close the lid. I just put the computer to sleep at night, but it's been just running straight for seven days. Which Mac do you have now? I have the MacBook, 2008 MacBook. Okay. But there was no way I was going to send, send them my, my hard drive with my data on it. And there's three, I think there's three different levels, if I remember correctly, of... Um, let me open this up here. There is three different levels that you can use to wipe out your hard drive. Um, let me click here. Um, erase. I'm afraid to click anything right now. <laughs> I would to be. be honest with you. <laughs> but there's different. Yeah, I'm not going to click on anything just in case. But there's different levels. I mean, do you want it to be wiped out? but yet someone can still read it if they have the technology? Or do you want it to be pretty good wiped out? Or do you want it to be military wiped out? And I said, I want it the most wiped out it can be. 35 passes it goes through. And for my particular drive, it took seven days. Wow. 
But I mean, it's not that you can't do anything on your computer. I just, like I said, I have it in an external, I had it in an external um, case, hooked it up, and plus it's USB. So, and I just, you know, used my computer as usual while it did its thing. And then hopefully tomorrow I can get it to UPS and ship it back. And my sister had a similar problem, but hers wasn't the external, it was her internal drive. Well, this was my internal drive. Oh, I thought you said it was external. Okay. Well, no, what I did, it was my internal drive. And what I did is when the new drive came, I put the new drive in, mm-hmm. put the old drive in an enclosure. Okay. okay. So it's been, it was dangling off the side of my computer, mm-hmm. okay. getting wiped out mm-hmm. while I did everything else. So, but the thing that got me, it's like this, it's, yeah. only, it's not even a year old. Yeah. What your, your, your symptoms were the same as my sister who had a 2007, late 2007 MacBook, uh, the black one. And um, she had the same issue with that beach ball and slow yeah. response. And I looked and I put, I forgot to mention, I put the console and I could see errors going to writing to and accessing from the disk. And that's how I knew it was a hard disk issue. And we took it in and they replaced the hard drive. I always use the console because you need errors that's going on in your system. It'll, it'll write there on the on console. You don't have to dig through logs and stuff like that. Oh, let me mm-hmm. open the console. Mm-hmm. Oops, console. There's console. Yeah, yeah. I did the I did the tech the tech um, tech tool that came with my Apple Care. See, I'm not really sure how to read this. Oh, there's something. Oh, I think that's for the printer. It says cups error log. There's all kinds of things here. There's updater logs. There's messages crash. Yeah, but you know, you look on the on the, the right hand side, and any errors that are currently occurring will show there on the screen. So if you're seeing that spinning beach ball, it'll say something like uh, failing um, um, accessing disk or failures. You see errors relating to uh, your hard hard disk asking a- accessing things from um, the drive itself. I don't remember the exact error she 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 had, but it was obvious that it was having problems accessing uh, uh, information from the disk. It was failing. Yeah. Now, one of the things I used to I've heard before was that if you're having a problem with a hard drive failing, you hear a clicking sound. There was no clicking. Now, that's probably not a. It's probably not an absolute where every single hard drive that fails is going to click. But I, 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 is that true, Vicky? That I've, I've heard uh, that. Then not necessarily. It, it may not even be. Um, there's other things. It, it may not just be a hardware issue. It may be something um, logistically. Maybe a connection to the bus or all kinds of stuff could be going on that's allowing not allowing it to access the information it needs. It doesn't have to be the head going back and forth. It could be a, a number of things. And you may not hear anything. No, it could be your fan so loud. My sister's fan was going so loud. I couldn't hear anything anyway. <laughs> so it was just Well see I've noticed that the, my fan is still very loud. Yeah, that that black one has always been very noisy. Well um, I don't have a black one. This is a white one. Yeah white one oh those those that yeah, was, like right that now was a cute right one. now and it could be because we're recording. <laughs> yeah. It shows um exhaust and I really don't know what these numbers mean to be honest. Like right now, it says under fans, 6188 RPM. Where are you looking at that? On, on I have the iStat. I have the iStat menu. Yeah. So it says 60, right now, 6204. And I know if I'm watching a video, mm-hmm. if I'm working an iMovie, um, the, num- the number goes way up. Now, it could be because we're recording right now. Yeah. That yeah. it's using a lot of processors, so the fan goes up. But there's times where I have not used the computer in a couple of hours, and I'll walk past it, and I can hear. I'm like, what's going – there's nothing going on. There, there, there's no reason because nothing is going on. So why are the fans so loud at this particular moment? I have no idea. Another uh, uh, utility you can use – uh, I, I'm a fan of just using a utility that's built into the Mac OS. Activity monitor is great for looking at things. That's a disk, disk activity and a disk usage. Uh, tabs at the bottom that are, gives you really good information. And you can key down, you can uh, key it down to the actual applications too and the processes that are running on, on a computer. So you can really uh, see who's using up the most disk, who's uh, the CPU and and things like that. And that's another thing that I used to verify. There were some serious problems going on with my sister's uh, computer. 
is that one application would try to write to the disk and then it would fail. And then another one, it was just like tons of TPU just trying to access the disk. <laughs> you know, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Another thing you can use, I like using Activity Monitor for to check out my disk usage pure file system and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's just a quick, easy way of looking at stuff. I'm a Unix person and generally, you know, I, I'll go to the terminal, but the easiest way to do it is actually activity monitor. It's much, much smarter, faster way of seeing what each um, file system is doing and what each application is doing. Yeah, but um, I, the hard disk failures are just so heartbreaking. <laughs> it's like, well, especially oh because... God. I mean, if this was a four-year-old disc, I could mm-hmm. say, okay, it lived a long life, its time had come. This wasn't even a year old yet. Yeah, I got it. And that's what got me. And I mean, thankfully, the only the only money out of my pocket is I have to pay to send it back, which is like six bucks or something. Yeah. But if I had to purchase a new one, I would not have been a happy camper. Yeah, my very first computer was a Mac SE, showing how old I was. And um, <laughs> it had a 20-megabyte hard drive. I had that thing a week and the hard drive died. Oh. And I was so lucky because I'm so paranoid that I had bought insurance for it, you know, extended warranty on it. Uh, it, I, it was just past the 30 days, actually, or 60 days. I don't remember what it was, a 60-day warranty or something, but it was just past it and I had extended the warranty. And that would have meant buying another computer, literally, because that drive was, it was worth, was cost to replace it. Around seven hundred dollars, yeah. And then I think I paid maybe nine hundred or thousand dollars for the Mac. I don't remember how much it was, but it, most of the value was the hard drive, the twenty megabyte hard drive. Yeah, <laughs> megabyte. I mean that well, youngsters. You could out put there. two songs Megabytes. on it. This, yeah. <laughs> Today you could put two songs on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that's not even a long playing song either. It's a short one. Yeah, not no, no Hey Jude or Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> no, I always liked Hotel California. Yeah, yeah, the classic. The six and seven minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah the classic, the long one. Yeah, not not the not today's stuff. But we digress. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so let's jump into the um, Apple announcements on Tuesday. Vicky has something to share with us. Yeah. Yeah, this morning I, I tried to stay up to midnight, but I fell asleep watching David Letterman. <laughs> Donald Trump was on it, so that's the reason why I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I, um, so I got up around nine this morning and I ordered my little iPad mini. Um, I'm going to give my iPad, which I'm having a problem with restoring, uh, which is the iPad 3 actually, to my sister. And I'm going to keep the mini. Um, now, why do you prefer the? Why do you think you're going to prefer the mini over the full sized? Because I like to read in bed, and I was contemplating buying a Kindle Paperwhite because mm-hmm. I like to read in bed. But I find that the iPad is a little heavy, and I've always said it. And I'll say it again. I got small hands. That's the only small thing on my body. And that iPad, my hands get tired and they start hurting actually from wah, wah, wah. Oh, please. <laughs> Do you know, I love, I can't even imagine life without my iPad. I, I'm a little ticked off that I, I'm ticked off, but I'm not ticked off. I'm ticked off because I couldn't wait. I'm more angry at myself than at Apple that I couldn't wait for the iPad 4, but I had no idea. I just wish that you had some idea. You know, because I would have held off to get the A6 processor. Yeah. I have, I have the iPad 3, but, you know, that retinal display, I, I do so much photo editing on my iPad, Vicki. I can't even imagine not photo having edit- it. Do you do on your iPad? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, yes. Uh-huh. I, I do a lot of it. really be able to do a lot much faster. Yeah. Well, I know. But, you know, I'll probably, I'm, I'm not um, someone that, you know, upgrades every year. I, I wait. I'll probably wait and see what the iPad, you know, the fifth generation comes out with. I, I, I know they've improved the front-facing camera, which is good for um, Skype and FaceTime. But, you know, the mini to me, it's just like the, it's like the middle bear. You know, you have the, you know, the papa bear, the baby bear, you have the middle bear. Because I, 
I love my iPhone. I, I, I don't think I need a mini. I, I really don't feel any need for me to have a mini. Well, I think the mini is just right for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking well about it earlier today, and I think the iPad mini would be perfect for schools. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then look at the kids. It's Christmas. Imagine the kids, yeah. the, the smaller well, thing. In the school, I think for the schools, yeah. especially for the, the kindergartners, the first graders, yep. because it's they have little hands. Mm-hmm. It's little enough, you know, it's big enough for them, but it's little enough for them yeah. that they can still manip- manipulate what they need to do. And then even if you gave it to high school kids, it's not as heavy in their backpacks. Yeah. yeah. Which is, and I'd be interested to hear from um, Mike Breed, one of the, the um, My Mac writers, is a high school science teacher. And he was talking about how he is, I guess, running a pilot program in his school for using iPads in his science class. So I would be interested on in his take to see if he feels, based on what he's doing currently with the, with the iPad, if he feels the mini would be just as successful or if it's too small for what they do. They sold me on that commercial. It was just so cute. Oh, the, the little heart and soul? Oh, God, I love that commercial. The piano? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was I, cute. I, yeah, but I, I really find, because now I'm going to be out of school in December, no more classes that the smaller size yes, <laughs> the smaller size is going to be just perfect when I be able to, to get back to my normal pleasure reading um, and I can kick back in my bed and just hold something that's so light in one hand that's going to be just joy to me well, um, I, I, I want to get a water case so I can soak in the tub with it <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with that, Vicky, because I was I read a fabulous book this week, fabulous book on my iPad. It's called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. And I I highly recommend that book to anyone. Um, it's basically, if you've ever heard of a HeLa cell, which has been used in cell, cellular research, um, okay. Henrietta Lacks was a was a um she was a poor African-American woman um, that went into Johns Hopkins uh, for cervical cancer. And unbeknownst to her, they took her cells and they were able to grow her cancer cells in the lab. Which And then it became this big business. But her cells have been used for the polio vaccine, for cancer research. Really fascinating book. But I have to say is that it was so heavy. You're absolutely right. To read a book, it's not as light as a Kindle, the iPad, even the iPad 3, because I always have a cover on mine. And I fold my cover back, my, you know, my folio back. And you're absolutely right. You know, when I'm reading at 1230, because I can't put the book down, my hand hurts. I will give you that. I agree with that. I, I think the mini would be great for reading in bed. Absolutely. Because the screen is, you know, the iPhone is, I, I used to read on the iPhone before I got my iPad. God, no wonder I need glasses. But, you know, I think it's, I think it's going to be great in schools as well. I agree, Elisa. I think the price point, I know some people felt that it should be a little lower than what Apple came out with it to be, but I still think think that's going to be very affordable for schools to be able to offer that to, to students because, you know, um, I know a lot of schools, you know, have programs that they do give kids iPads to use. So, you know, it won't be quite as expensive as a, a, a 16 gig iPad. Now, what did you think of the new iMac? <gasps> I thought it was. Oh, it is the sexiest thing I've Isn't seen. Isn't it beautiful? The most beautiful Daniel thing I've Craig. ever seen. Oh, speaking it's, of Daniel, oh. <laughs> Danny Craig, yeah, oh. James Bond. Oh, oh God, like the him. new Bonds coming out. Oh, I think he's sexy. But anyway, I'm very, very <laughs> excited. Um, we need to upgrade our iMac because. Oh you know, wow! So you have a justification for buying one? Yes. Oh, I don't. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, over here, I'm still running a 2008 MacBook and a first. <laughs> and imagine and a first, you can still run a, yeah, a computer and <laughs> a first generation iPad. Wow. How does it feel to be in the um, <laughs> plasticine <Wrong>. era? We have like three uh, iPad 1s in my family and um, and then my iPad 2 and a 3. and We got all kinds of older devices from the oldest to the newest. So, and, But you know, it still works. It that's, still that's, works, that's, yeah. That's one of the beauties of, of the Apple products is this computer I bought in... August of 2008, 
still works. Mm-hmm. And the pa- the iPad I've had two years this month. Yeah, I have a 2007 MacBook. That's the black one that my, I gave to my sister. That was my first MacBook. And then I got I had a 17 inch MacBook Pro that I bought in early to late 2007. Um, that's still running. I gave to my other sister when I got my MacBook Air. And it, both of those are running Mountain Lion. Um, can can Suzanne and I be your sisters? <laughs> I've got three sisters. And we two, are can you, sisters. Do you want, do you want five? Do nephews, so I and all my products. <laughs> and I haven't gotten to the iPhones. I, <laughs> the iPhones. You know, I still have a uh, PowerBook G4. So there you go. I have a... Yeah. Uh, and I'm not getting... I'm not getting rid of it because, number one, I won't get anything for it. But number two, it still runs. And I brought it to Maine when I had my class reunion. And it was great. I I just had, um, you know, for my class reunion, I had made a slideshow. And, I mean, it works fine. So I, I use my iPad pretty much all the time or the iMac. So yeah. I don't use it as much. And I really don't think I probably will get another laptop only because I use my iPad for everything. So you got that iMac, so. I know. I'm so, I'm so debating. I'm thinking I like I like having a laptop, but man, that iMac looks nice. Amazing how thin they have made it. And not only that, you know, my husband, I had me- mentioned to him, why don't we just get, you know, instead of get having an iMac, why don't we just sell that and use a, um, you know, a, a laptop, like get a MacBook Air or something. But he really likes the screen. And, you know, especially for doing photo editing with Photoshop or doing anything on Corel Painter, it's really great to have that screen because I can zoom in uh, so well when I'm, you know, looking at sharpening or looking at something to do with photo with images. So I do like that screen. It's, it's hard. It's a hard call because you can do everything on your Apple TV and AirPlay too. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I just can't get over how sexy it looks. And it will it look is. really nice on my desk in my office. Wow. It's like a you know, it's like a piece of art. It's like a it sculpture. is. It is. You know? I think that's the reason why I, I women are so attractive to Apple products. Is the yeah. aesthetics. That's the first and thing you see in the product is how it looks and how it's it's packaged. Because to un yeah. unpack um, an iPhone, oh, it's beautiful. I saved all my boxes. They're so beautiful. I love the way it's packaged. Yeah, it's, it's like when, when and I give my uh, products away to my family members. It's like. It's like they have to go through their own um, unboxing. <laughs> so they're like, oh, my God. It's, it's like it's like a new product because I, I do take very good care of it. I try not to get scratches and, and stuff like that because I know somebody's going to get it. And and for them, it's like, wow, this is like I was when I first got it because they're getting it for free. So they're really happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, did you know that I was your, like, 17th cousin, you know, <laughs> twice <laughs> I'm I'm her sister yeah, you, that she didn't know. She didn't line, know about me. You're in a long line of people. <laughs> yeah, these- yeah. You're her cousin, but I'm her sister. <laughs> she just never knew about. Never me. Never knew. It. <laughs> I don't know if either one of you are getting the iPhone five, but my son got the white aluminum brushed iPhone five. It's in, it's a thing of beauty. He he had a cracked screen 3GS, like I said. Uh, I've told you and. When that came in, I asked him, I said, Devin, may I please look at it, please? I could not get over the lightness of it. But you know that extra screen space is nice. Personally, I'm fine with my iPhone 4S. But the camera, oh my gosh, the camera is a beautiful, beautiful thing. They've they've really, Apple has done a great job in low light. He, We compared some photographs that he took in low light and that I took with the 4S in low light. And that infrared filter... Um, really performs well. It just lightens it up very naturally. So it's really good for, for dim situations. Um, so. I'm going to ask you a question because I have to, have to take some pictures in the light and they came out looking awful. So I I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It doesn't look to me. I wouldn't show that picture to anybody. Um, it's just looked. On your iPhone 5? Yeah, didn't look any different from when I tried to take it with an iPhone 4S or anything. I just didn't like the picture, and I drew out. I'm 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 sorry, it wasn't really a good subject because my dog in my bedroom with the TV on and very little light, but he looked so cute, and I wanted to get that picture, and it didn't work. So I was like, wait a minute, I thought this thing was supposed to improve. Let me give you. Let me give you a tip. When you open up the native camera app, Mm -hmm. um. 
it adjusts for the light because it's constantly changing, you know, its its uh, exposure. You know, I'm not going to get into f-stop and shutter speed, but it's constantly changing exposure. So say, for instance, if you hold your phone mm-hmm. up to a bright spot, like a light wall, it's it, it will compensate for that and it will slightly darken it. On the same yeah. token, if you hold it on, I'm holding it like right now on a dark piece of wood, it lightens it up. So it tries to give you. The, yeah, the, I'm sitting doing it right now. Yeah. Right. It's going to try to always, you know, the, a camera is always dumb. It's always going to give, try to go to a middle gray, you know, to, to expose. So I think that's exactly what it's trying to do, Vicki. So if you're taking a photograph and a dark uh, a dim light situation, then just point it down to the darkest area first and mm-hmm. then point up to where you want to take the photograph, then take it. Ah, because uh, I was focusing on my dog and he's like a, a blonde. So that's probably the reason why. Yeah. So, you know, that might help for those of you. And you can also, like if you used, um, you know, if you use like a, um, camera plus or pro Mm -hmm. camera that actually gives you an auto exposure autofocus lock that if you hold and tap if you tap and hold excuse me you can lock the focus lock exposure and then take your photograph but that being said you can do the same thing in the native camera app if you if you see that blue pulsating square Mm -hmm. okay so tap where you get the exposure right and if you tap and you hold the square is going to get bigger and it's going to kind of do a big pulse. Take your finger off, and you're going to see on the bottom where it says AEAF lock. And that means auto exposure, autofocus lock. So now you have that focus that's going to stay there and your exposure. And you can take as many photographs as you want. So if you get the perfect exposure, lock it. Okay, cool. Wow. See, I'm learning something. <laughs> There's a box for that, too. <laughs> But no, it's really easy, you know, to do. They've made it. They've made it a lot better, and especially because I have the 4S. But you're going to find a big difference with the um, with the yeah. with the phone. It's so much easier when somebody just tells you instead of you reading these books and stuff that are just way over my head. Not not really answering the question that I have. So yeah, I, I'm not really into the details of of photography. I just want to know how do I can I take a better picture. And you just told me. Try that. And, you know, I have to say, though, I know there's been some discussion with, um, like, say, for instance, John Nemo. He's mm-hmm. going to get five discussion about the white versus the black. And there has been some complaints through iPhone 5 black owners, the, the black iPhone 5, that graphite tends to scratch a little bit more. But, you know, than the aluminum, because the white has a brushed aluminum, the black has a graphite. But... Mm-hmm. It's my son's white iPhone with aluminum, and you can't see anything. But, you know, black shows everything. You know, black yes. shows dots, black shows mm-hmm. more, and also black is going to do, uh, show the scuffs a little bit more. And you know what? I have a tip for that, too. Okay. We were in – we had uh, – they upgraded our car last year to a um, big black Mercedes, which is really, you think, oh, cool. No, it was not cool because we were in France with little teeny tiny streets. And uh-huh. we went down this street one night and my husband, we couldn't back up and he had to take the corner and it, oh, the corner was a 90 degree angle. Mm-hmm. So he ended up scraping the fender. And so what I did is I thought about it and I said, well, what about if we use black shoe polish? So we got... <laughs> all scratches out well the same thing for the iphone or anything i have taken scratches out of my 3gs by just rubbing a little black shoe polish and buffing it and it mm-hmm. fills scratches in really nicely it's wax it won't hurt your phone so there you go wow uh, i should start charging for these <laughs> yeah you should wow I, if you have a white i don't know you're probably a, a little out of luck i don't know i haven't thought about that yet but at least with the bl- always own everything black um, well mine is black and i ha- i have no cover on it and, oh. and i see no scratches be nervous even with i know it's supposed to have the gorilla glass which is a really great indestructible glass but i'd still be nervous vicky i guess that's just me i, I yeah well I when i when i put it in my purse i do put it in the cover but when i'm using it I take it out of the cover 
it just yeah. it just irritates me. And besides, I haven't bought a case for it. I'm sort of using this gel case that was for the 4S, and it's just barely fitting. It's like stretched all out of shape. I won't maybe use it on the 4S anymore, that's for sure. But the reason why I'm, I'm using it is I reviewed this case. It's a, it's a Calip. It's that wallet uh, case. Mm-hmm. And I need to have access to get into the building where I work. And also into the uh, general store where our our mail is uh, in my community uh, to pick up my mail. And I hate going into my purse to find those cards and just using it just to get in and out of the building. So I always have my iPhone in my hand. So this case with the little slots in the back for those cards is just perfect. You know, it's really lightweight, too. So I'm waiting for them to come out with an iPhone 5 case. And they haven't done that yet. But um, like a wallet case. Yeah, it's called a callet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Call it. A call it, I guess. Yeah. I did a review on it. I sort of like it. It's cheap, chintzy looking, but <laughs> it works. I mean, it's like I start using it and never went back to my regular case. So, well, yeah. that's good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. So, for our final segment, Suze, you said you had a few apps that you wanted to talk about. Actually, I had a couple of things. Um, to, to, just to quickly segue back to our first part of the episode, if you, if you know what you're doing with your iDevice and you want to find out um, you know, what's going on, if you have weird files, you can download Discade. That is a free app. I got a little scared when I went into some of the files and, and I had no idea what it was. And I thought, okay, I don't, I'll just... I'll just do a restore. But if you know what you're doing and you know what those files are looking like, you can always go to Discade to see if you can remove files with your iDevice via Discade. The second thing is if you have a hanging app, I, every, I think all of us have gone through that where you download an app and it just won't load. If you just reset your iDevice, so basically if you do a, a boot on it, if you know if you hold down... Um, you know, the home button and the on-off button. And, uh, and excuse me, you just hold down the on-off button and you just reboot it up. That should take care of your um, hanging app. It, it usually will reload. Or you can always sync it to iTunes. It'll, it will be in iTunes. It's usually always in iTunes. So you can just re-sync it and it'll show up on your iDevice. But the two apps that I wanted to talk about real quickly... Um, Alien Skin Software, maybe some of you have heard of Alien Skin. It's a big software um, company that does plugins for Photoshop. They came out with their very first iOS app. I'm going to be reviewing it in more depth on Pocket Size Podcast, but it's only 99 cents right now in the App Store. It's only a dollar. It's a really, really good buy. And what this app allows you to do is you can either take a photograph with a um, four to three ratio, which is the native ratio, or a one to one, which is very um, popular, the square format for Instagram, if you're an Instagrammer. But it gives you different film types, such as daguerreotype and tintype. So if you like those old alternative processes, also um, Technicolor and code. Kodachrome, so it has some toy camera and Lomo effects as well. But you can apply these, and they have frames, and it's. I think they've done a great job. So that's Alt Photo, A L T Photo, and the other one that's just a really funky little app that I found in the App Store when it was free. It's currently a dollar ninety nine. It's called Clone Camera, and basically this allows you to clone yourself. I know that sounds weird, but you you can really cool effects with it. They have, um, if you get the app, they actually have um, a little tab where you can go to Instagram and see what other people on Instagram are doing this. Or you can go to Instagram and look up clone camera to see if you actually want to purchase the app too. But you basically, uh, it allows you to take several photographs of yourself and various, you know, you, it will take you can have it timed so you can like walk across the room you can sit down you can comb your hair so you have all these three different photographs of yourself and then you can mask them and put them anywhere in the photograph you want it's really it's just i i i see so many photo apps that do the same thing that this is the first one i've ever seen do this so it's called clone camera and that's it for me cool well tech fan listeners thank you for letting the three geeky ladies take over for this week. 
Tim and David will be back next week, uh, back to regular schedule after Halloween. They will be recording the geekiest show ever sometime soon, and you'll be hearing that the next time you listen to the geekiest show ever. Like I said earlier, the Stoplight Network has been, we're swapping. Everybody is swapping shows, so you have a different host just to get a different flavor, a little different little spin um, on the different shows. So we're just waiting to see who takes over for us. So I'm a little afraid. I'm nervous. You know how you said, are you nervous doing a, taking over tech fan? No, I'm, but I'm nervous who's going to take over for us. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a little scary. But um, listen to Three Geeky Ladies and you'll find out who's taking over for us. You, we, we can be found at threegeekyladies.com. That's spelled out T-H-R-E-E. All of our contact information, email, shown, um, email, Facebook page, Twitter can be found in the show notes, which this week will be found on the Tech Fan Podcast. So for Suze and Vicki, I want to say thank you for listening. Happy Halloween. And hopefully we'll see you on the next episode of Three Geeky Ladies. Thanks. Bye. think about becoming a podcaster thinking wow you know that's probably way too hard well we have a solution the stoplight network is looking for brand new shows to join the network won't cost you a dime in fact you might actually make some money off of it so if you've always wanted to podcast and it seemed way too daunting drop me a line my name is tim robertson i am the host of tech fan I started the MyMac Podcasting at the dawn of podcasting, and I can help you get your podcast up and running. Simply send an email to Tim, that's T-I-M, at MyMac, M-Y-M-A-C, dot com. Tim at MyMac.com. Let's get your show ready for primetime. time.